0: do it this time. I'm going to do a content warning without saying the fuck word or talking about genitalia. Except for that time. And probably a lot throughout the season. Just so you know.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to the Skywatch station to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? What was the inspiration for Star Wars? Let me see Let me see if I miss any. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, World War II, especially dogfights and uh, battleship fights in the Pacific Theater. Uh, uh, fucking what's... The, a sprinkling of Dune, Kurosawa, and why can't I think? Of you are the missing fucking...
0: like the most important one.
1: I know, and it was on the tip of my tongue earlier this morning. Uh, Flash Gordon. Thank you.
0: Okay. So yeah, it's often been said, and we've kind of touched on this before because we've done some Star Wars backstory stuff. One, as a quick note, remember George Lucas's story has changed many times over the years as the myth of Star Wars has grown. He has kind of grown into the myth as well. It's something Stanley did as well. I'm not actually necessarily like judging George for it, but anytime they're like, well, George Lucas said this. I'm like, yeah, but he said a lot of fucking things over the years. So, But it's it's often like, oh, it was supposed to be a Flash Gordon originally. Yes. But also, no. It is true that George Lucas definitely wanted to make a Flash Gordon serial and did not get the rights. I don't actually know how hard he tried, but he was not a well-known creator at the time. Mm-hmm. He had done, I think, only two movies. He'd done THX 13, 138 and... Um, uh, American Graffiti? American Graffiti. So... He definitely was not given the rights to Flash Gordon, so he decided to make his own goddamn thing. Now, the interesting thing about George Lucas is he really did create a fascinatingly complete world out of an absolute hodgepodge of whatever ideas he found interesting at the time. One thing that we are going to—I can't quite bust as a myth—but is the idea that it is all supposed to be world or not world uh, Vietnam with. The Empire being us and the Rebels being the Vietnamese, because that comes about a lot. I hear that myth every month or so. I don't believe it.
2: Editor, I've only heard that about
1: here. Return. Uh,
2: sorry, I just finished waxing the bowling lanes for your sixth birthday, Tyler. Um,
1: Yay! You're I'm late.
2: You're six. Um, <laughs> You're late. Oh no no! <laughs> it's right on time. We're just wibbly wobbly with it.
1: Fair. Are we hitting the eye in the Jeremy? So, Fair, so
2: don't we we are just past the eye in the Jeremy. So you don't go to the bowling line later. It's your sixth birthday later. Yeah, just to make it easier. Okay, please. You completely lost your point there. I did. Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> I could see that more so with the future movies, not so much with the original.
0: You were saying you'd heard it for Jedi? Yeah,
1: I've only heard that about Return of the Jedi. See, I find that more believable. Don't get me wrong,
0: I have no doubt that Vietnam absolutely had an influence on what was going on. Vietnam happened, what, for a huge swath of the 70s? The first one came out in 77, the last one came out in 83?
2: 84? Yeah, the ramifications of a war on that scale... That we were seeing. That we were th- seeing and being affected by on the American front, for sure, would it definitely would to have would have affected him in some way or another mentally in and I I would expect be reflected in his art in some capacity. But I don't know if it was like, Well, this is all about the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, no. The idea that it's like a direct whatever bullshit. For one yeah. thing, there's too many World War II references. They're just the Nazis. Yeah. And sure, I'm sure there's some translation and stuff. And there's actually some weird Nazi stuff on both sides of that. But well, we'll and a, that a lot sec.
1: of the cinematography uh, directly parallels a lot of uh, World War II Specifically, movies. a
0: movie called The Dam Busters, mm-hmm. which is one of the first ones we're going to bring here. The Dam Busters is a uh, plane, a pilot movie, World it's... War II m- pilot movie, that I have never heard of before today, honestly. But, or like... It kind of rings a bell. I've definitely not seen it. It's from the 50s. but Hugh, Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. That one. I've seen that one. <laughs> uh, huge swaths of that movie were directly cribbed for the Death Star run, including some of the, look at the size of that thing. Prepare for your attack run is straight up lines. Mm-hmm. The guy who did all of the special effects for the Dam Busters was the main cinematographer for A New Hope. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, yeah. A lot of the, like shots of where they put the camera for the cockpit directly translate from that movie. I th- and I don't know for sure, I think that movie kind of like defined how we show the shot of like someone in the airplane because that's just become like where you put the camera when you're doing, you know, yeah, Top Gun or Star Wars or whatever. So, Damn Busters incredibly important. Weirdly, Triumph of the Will Which is just straight-up Nazi propaganda film. Which, I mean, given the Stormtroopers, makes sense. uh, Is really important. Now, this movie is supposed to be horrifying, but also, in a also horrifying way, it's supposed to be, like, cinema-wise, like, a super engaging and well-shot movie. It's just also a Nazi propaganda film, which is unnerving. Uh, But some of the stuff of, like, they knew how to do propaganda really well. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, some of it is really straightforward, but, like, they, they tend to have, you know, the at, at the very end when the Rebels are, like, about to give awards for having destroyed the Death Star and it's Han, Luke, and Chewie walking and all of the... Uh,
1: And Chewie doesn't get a medal?
0: Yeah. And most of the people watching are 100% cardboard cutouts. Mm -hmm. That is a direct translation of a shot from Triumph of the Will, of all of the soldiers watching is like... Wild! It really has ruined that moment for me. (laughs) Um,
2: I never knew this. That's fucking incredible. It's done
0: way bigger later on when, like, uh, the Emperor arrives in Return of the Jedi and on a smaller scale when Darth Vader arrives in Return of the Jedi on the Death Star.
1: Just in general, uh, ever since Triumph of the Will, uh, anytime you're showing large amounts of enemy forces, especially in a parade or listening to a speech, even way not
0: necessarily just enemy forces, if you're showing just
1: military forces, yeah. the shots all tend to mirror them from Triumph of the Will because they kind of nailed the way to show They've that in an imposing and way. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah.
2: That's all I got is, uh, like, dr- you
1: have 100% seen, like, 30 scenes that are directly. Oh, crimped. no, like, yeah. as you're
2: seeing this, I can picture it in other things that do the exact same framing and shots, and I just know this now. And I was like, oh, shit, that makes sense. This is from Triumph of the Will. I did not know. The droids are a mix of the movie
0: Metropolis. Just with how some of the droids are, like, Mm -hmm. work and operate in that. And more specifically, Akira Kurosawa, and even more specifically, the Hidden Hidden Fortress Fortress. from Akira Kurosawa. All of A New Hope is heavily influenced, but specifically, R2-D2 and C-3PO are the two peasants who wander around bickering with each other while, like, trying to help rescue a princess. From the Hidden Fortress.
2: I should really watch a Hidden Fortress at some point. I've
0: not seen it either. It's I've not seen a bunch of Kurosawa films. Like,
2: I kind of want to pick up the Criterion Collection, because I think it's included in it.
1: The, uh, the Kurosawa influence also makes more sense on how the original pick for Obi-Wan Kenobi was Toshiro Mifune.
0: Alec Guinness is amazing, but I would have fucking loved that.
1: Yeah, I... I kind of envy the me that lives in the alternate timeline <laughs> that got the Toshiro Mifune Yeah. Obi Wan.
0: But we wouldn't have gotten Ewan McGregor, who does kill it, too. Like, but, oh my God. The people that they could have cast as young. O- I'm not arguing. I'm yeah. not arguing. Like, anyways, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this is at Flash Gordon, which remains incredibly important
2: to this one. Luke has. I wish I wish my, my best touchstone to, to Flash Gordon wasn't Ted. The movie Ted.
0: <laughs> we could do a General Nerdery episode where we watch the 80s Flash Gordon film, the Queen does the entire theme music for. Flash. Uh-huh. Did you know that that went down between either them or Alice Cooper?
1: That's amazing. And Alice
0: Cooper actually released his Flash theme song. Oh, we'll play it after this is done. Cece, who is a huge Alice Cooper fan, turned me on to this. It's awesome.
2: Alice Cooper is the analysis human. Have I told you I met Alice Cooper? No. Uh, He lived in uh, Arizona while I lived in uh, Arizona. You need to tell my wife about this. um, (laughs) I was very young. He was very kind to just be uh, polite to a child, which uh, is the extent of my story.
0: She brought him the really nice edition of uh, that comic that Neil Gaiman did that's uh, uh, The Last Temptation or something. It's based off his...
1: Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, and I cannot think of the name right and,
0: now. And uh, I, I had bought her like a really fancy version, and she brought it for the signing because when
1: they had a concert here, she paid for the, like
0: the nice signing. And he's like, "No one's ever brought me one of these before." <laughs> Anyways, not important. Flash. I mean, Gordon, important, but yeah, but not for this thing. Flash Gordon, definitely. Uh, both Luke and Han have bits of Flash in. That
2: I see it in the haircut.
0: Prince Baron and Han also have a little bit of connection to it. Dr. Zarkov and Obi-Wan, arguably, you could put some connections. Chewie is basically his large tiger friend who appears in some things. Leia is a little bit Dale Arden and a little bit bitchy princess that likes to make out with flash. Sometimes that's Ming's daughter. Mm -hmm. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. And obviously Darth Vader and uh, specifically Palpatine both have some really Ming Mm -hmm. properties to them. It's not a one-to-one translation. Like some people try to make it, but there is no more than perhaps anything else. There is no star Wars without flash Gordon. Also what we think of as the star Wars letters at the very beginning yeah going through space that's just flash gordon
1: the infamous crawl Mm -hmm.
0: sprinkling a dune definitely sprinkling a dune and also there was one other there was a western hold on i had this uh
1: doing doing a little a little bit more in the stage dressing of things uh just think like there's a reason they start on a desert planet also john ford's the searchers
0: Oh, which is a Western Western. about a guy whose family Mm -hmm. is killed and he goes across the desert on a mission of revenge and some of the shots of uh, Luke's childhood home burning is apparently a really close... I've not seen The Searcher, so I can't say. I'm relying on a listicle for that, how close that shots are, but uh,
2: very reminiscent. I long for more time to consume the other things I want to consume. Right. Like, I would love to watch all of these references
1: just to, like, smuggling spice.
2: Right, for sure. Also, like,
0: you know, if you go farther and farther, because he draws from everything, you know, Buck Rogers had heavy influence on this, particularly with uh, Cloud City, but Buck Rogers also inspired Flash Gordon, which more heavily inspired. So, like, if you do space opera, Buck Rogers probably inspires you somewhere.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're gonna have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of wildstorm characters. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Ash? It's an E at the end. A S. Nothing. I got nothing H-P. for you. Stormwatch member. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not laid out very well right here.
0: I'm doing redemption, but I'm definitely Googling this real fast just to see if
1: I can... Wetworks. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: just as a quick thing, Wetworks were a special agents team that had weird golden symbiote thingies that made them look weird and gold that fought vampires and werewolves. I definitely got a redemption, but um, it's a strangely accurate depiction of the... Uh wet works <laughs> yes it is
1: uh you almost got like half of it just by saying that <laughs> I, I will say he only had 11 appearances but it's mm. also wildstorm so like there's a lot of characters that have
0: most of the original Wetworks team died at the end of their run i think mother one and the main guy whose name i don't know but has the like rambo bandana Mm-hmm. are the only two to actually make it through the book
1: I mostly just tried to keep it to characters above five appearances
0: <laughs> thank you uh,
1: alright well that's a redemption and that's it for today folks we're taking off but before we go I'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. that is e-a-r-v-v-y-r-m.com other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor Stephen Gady and Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away.